heard the call to build your small business? Make it happen with a .NET domain name, the place for dreamers for 30 years and counting. Visit keepdreamingup.net for tips and advice. Whether you're just getting started or looking to grow, that's keepdreamingup.net. Hey folks, it's Greg Allman with the Tampa Bay Times and tampabay.com welcoming you back to the Locked on Bucks podcast. Uh, we are here for episode 14. Uh, you probably listened to this on Thursday morning. Uh, coming off of the uh, first joint practice between the Buccaneers and the Jaguars uh, here in Jacksonville. We got our first uh, remote broadcast of the podcast. Uh, staying here in Jacksonville, looking forward to tomorrow's practice. Uh, so first practice, you know, a lot to be taken from that. Um, you know, last two seasons under Lovey Smith as head coach, the Bucks haven't had any kind of uh, joint practices like this. Uh, I don't think Lovey cared for them. I don't think he thought there was something to be gained by uh, showing your tendencies and, and exposing yourself to an opponent like that. Uh, Dirk Cutter is a big fan, though. So here you are, uh, two practices against the Jaguars this week. Uh, he'll have two more next week uh, against the Browns in Cleveland. And it's important to note that uh, they know that they're not going to face the Jaguars for a few years here. As an AFC, AFC opponent, uh, that they're not matched up with divisionally. They, they played the Jaguars last year. Um they don't have to worry about anything they show this year uh, putting them on the field against the Jaguars at any point. So there's a little bit more willingness uh, to, to show somebody uh, an extended look by giving them two full practices before a preseason game. They don't care if, if the Jaguars have an advantage in the preseason game. They, they both probably gain a little bit by having two full days to, to scout their opponents, if you will. Uh, and same with Cleveland. They're not going to be facing them anytime soon. So there's less of a, a risk and an exposure there. But uh, long, hot practice this morning. Uh, started at 10 a.m. Uh, the practice fields for the Jaguars are right in the shadow of Everbank Field. Um, direct sun. Not a lot of shade there for fans, for players. Uh, what stood out most to me is, is just it was much hotter than any of the Bucks practices that uh, they've been through in Tampa at One Buck Place. The Jaguars literally had a, a tented area that was uh, set up with tents for shade, had benches under the tents, uh, called it a cool zone. So they had two mandatory breaks during practice where the Bucks came off the field. Uh, the Jags had their own area as well. But the Bucks came off the field, sat in this tented area, and they had a, a bunch of these uh, kind of wicked uh, misters, if you will, that are just blowing cold air, cold uh, you know, like air conditioning for outside almost. These these just blasting cold air through this cool zone. Uh, and you needed it. It was a day that was, was very hot. You felt that more than, than really at any point. We've felt heat at practice just watching them here in training camp. Um, lots to be taken from that. You know, it's kind of tricky to watch because you have two full teams split out over three fields. So the nice thing about when the Bucks practice at one buck is that when they go 11-on-11, 11 11, when they go full squad or 7-on-7 seven seven and Pascal-type drills, there's only one field you really have to pay attention to. Uh, so it's much easier to have your focus on where the best players, where the coaches have their eyes. Uh, today, didn't have quite as much access in terms of being able to see the fields from all sides. Uh, so kind of had to make a choice whether to watch the Bucks offense against the Jags defense or the Bucks defense against the Jags offense. Uh, today, I looked a lot more at the Buccaneers' offense than I did their defense, mainly because that was the field we had the best access to. A nice side view, was able to upload some video of, of uh, some key throws Jameis Winston had uh, to Mike Evans, to Vincent Jackson. Um, so, 
a lot of your questions today are actually asking about the Bucks' defense. I really will see them much better tomorrow. They're going to flip fields for Thursday's workout. And even though Thursday is just in shells, it's not full pads, uh, Dirk Cutter said he certainly expects that to be uh, a hard-hitting practice as well. So we'll have a much better eye on the Bucks' defense and how, with it, how well they can handle uh, Blake Bortles uh, and two great young receivers from the Jaguars in Allen Robinson and Allen Hearns. Uh, today was more about seeing uh, how the Bucks' offense would look uh, against what I think is a very talented and up-and-coming Jaguars defense. You think about uh, young talent they've put in with high draft picks in this defense. Obviously, they get Dante Fowler uh, from Lakewood High School from the Gators. Get him back after him missing his entire rookie year last year. Uh, put a top five pick into Jalen Ramsey, the corner from Florida State. Uh, they also have Miles Jack. And then you have this huge amount of money they spent on their defense as well, adding guys like uh, Malik Jackson from Denver. Um, they've put a lot of money and a lot of high draft picks into this defense, and I think they'll be much improved as a result. I don't know if they're uh, a playoff team necessarily in Jacksonville, but definitely much improved. Uh, Dirk Cutter seemed to see a lot of what I saw. Uh, when we asked him after practice, uh, he was pretty frank in saying that, that the offense didn't have the juice that he had thought they would. Uh, thought they were sluggish, um, didn't want to make any excuses. Uh, obviously, they're practicing on fields they're not used to practicing. Uh, had a long wait at the airport last night, uh, not last night, but Tuesday night on their way to Jacksonville. that made it a little bit more of a hassle than you'd think a, a simple flight from Tampa to Jacksonville would be. Uh, he didn't want to make excuses, though. He said felt like the Jaguars' defense certainly stepped up. He didn't see what he wanted to see from the Bucks' offense. Maybe he'll see a little bit more of that on Thursday. Uh, newsy stuff to come out of this, uh, we should mention. Uh, first of all, Brandon Myers was back. Uh, Brandon, the tight end, who had been sidelined by a knee injury uh, since last Thursday's game against the Eagles, was back. Actually, <coughs> sorry, uh, Looked good today. Had a nice catch, kind of a drag route across the middle very early in 11-on-11 where he was wide open. Winston hit him uh, for what would have been a big gain. Um, you know, Brandon Myers is a guy that's very much fighting for a roster spot. If you think about uh, the Bucks and tight ends, I, I don't know that they're going to carry more than four right now. I think most people would tell you that Cameron Braid and Austin Severian Jenkins are, are locks as the top two. Uh, I think Luke Stocker is probably number three. And I think right now you would think that Danny Vitale is probably the fourth. Uh, So Brandon Myers is a a veteran who's probably on the outside looking in, but definitely helped himself by getting back healthy today uh, and making plays on the field. Um, At center, it was interesting to see that Evan Smith was working as the starting center today uh, for the Bucs, ahead of Joe Hawley. We've seen them rotate. I think this is the third day in three weeks of camp that I've seen Evan Smith working with the ones. Uh, And again... Dirk Cutter has said he wants to try both out. Feels like there's a good competition there uh, between Evan Smith, who had started last season as the starter, and 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 Joe Hawley, who stepped in and played very well for him, uh, going the rest of the way after Evan Smith got hurt in week two of last year. Um, it's interesting that if Evan Smith is the center, uh, Joe Hawley really would be mainly a backup at center only, wherein if Joe Hawley is the starter... Uh, Evan Smith has a little more flexibility to be a backup at center and guard. You know, you saw that last year when uh, Ali Marpet went down. Um, Evan Smith was able to fill in a guard and, and still play at a high level. So it'll be curious to see how that goes down. We're still seeing Joe Hawley as the center uh, most of the time. Probably 75% of the practices we're seeing Hawley as the starter. Uh, but will be interesting to see who's lining up with the ones at Thursday's practice and then especially... Uh, who gets to have the first-team reps there 
in Saturday night's game against the Jaguars. So it's just something to keep an eye on there. That's really the only offensive line spot uh, that you'd say is up for grabs right now. The rest are, are pretty solidly uh, entrenched for a starter. Left guard obviously is in more of an injury situation, but very consistently we've seen Kevin Pample as the guy there. So that's probably the one question mark and the one curiosity on the Bucks' offensive line right now. Uh, still no Andrew DePaula, uh, the long snapper for the Bucks. Uh, had kind of hurt himself. We still don't know exactly what he hurt, but uh, was downfield on punt coverage in Thursday's game. Has not practiced since. Um, it was curious. Uh, Dirk Cutter was asked, uh, I guess DePaula had told uh, Roy Cummings at one point that he had just had a veteran's day, which is kind of the Bucks' term for a maintenance day for a veteran player as opposed to something that's specific to an injury. Um, and, and Dirk Cutter was, was fairly blunt. He said, I don't think, uh, I don't think of him as much of a veteran. Uh, kind of saying he hasn't earned the right to have days off. So if he's not playing, it's because he's hurt. Uh, but I thought that was telling. He's the only long snapper on the roster. Uh, they've used the linebacker, Darius Glanton, here in the last week uh, while he's been sidelined. But was curious to hear that. Uh, the Bucks did give uh, Daryl Smith the day off today. He did have a veteran's day. Uh, I thought that was neat. Daryl Smith spent a lot of time here in Jacksonville, uh, most of his NFL career up until, I guess, three years ago. Uh, was here in Jacksonville maybe nine years. He is the Jaguars' all-time leading tackler. Uh, as Dirk Cutter said, he had certainly proven himself on the practice fields in Jacksonville plenty already. So uh, Daryl Smith had a day where he'd kind of catch up, uh, see a lot of old friends here in Jacksonville. Uh, Greg Jones, uh, the former FSU fullback, was here. They came in the same class together out of college uh, as rookies with the Jaguars. Um, you know, and again, Daryl Smith was a big part of that 07 Jaguars team that we've referenced that had Dirk Cutter is OC, and Mike Smith is defensive coordinator, and Mark Duffner is linebacker's coach, uh, Todd Munkin is receiver's coach. You know, that, that 07 Jaguars team that went 11-5, and five, uh, literally the only playoff victory the Jaguars have had since 1999. Uh, so a team that Dirk Cutter would very much like to emulate this year in terms of uh, the success they had and what he would like to do in his first season with the, as the Bucks head coach. Um, did get a chance to talk to Jalen Ramsey, uh, who's the... Rookie from FSU, uh, guy that went fifth overall to the Jaguars. was neat to see him speak with such praise for Jameis Winston. Uh, they were teammates for two years at FSU. Uh, and, you know, Winston had spoken very highly of Jalen Ramsey during the draft process. I think at one point had offered to take a pay cut if it meant that they got to uh, select Ramsey with their pick. Uh, and Ramsey today said, you know, he said he still feels like uh, Jameis makes him a better player whenever he practices with him, even when he's on the other team, because uh, he challenges you in practice. He said that Jameis uh, is like having an extra coach on the field, uh, a guy that will give you feedback after practice, tell you what was right, what was wrong, uh, again, even when it's on another team. So it was neat to hear that praise from Jalen Ramsey. Uh, another FSU guy, Telvis, but there's actually seven FSU guys, uh, all 25 or younger between these two teams. Um Telvin Smith has some good stuff. The linebacker here was talking about Jameis. Um, he was trying to minimize his trash talking. I think Jameis had kind of built things up as him being a very vocal guy at practice, but didn't have to say too much today. So again, um, offense did not impress Dirk Cutter. Um, did not look that sharp. They had a couple interceptions. Uh, Glennon had a bad pick down the middle. Uh, I think Winston had kind of an underthrown ball that was picked off. Um, this will be a good defense to watch them. There were a lot of key breakups. Uh, Jonathan Ciprin, the first rounder from maybe two years ago, I guess, had a nice breakup on a Mike Evans pass uh, near the goal line. Vincent Jackson had a pass that was uh, 
was kind of stripped out of his hands. So definitely uh, some promising things to see about this Jaguars defense. Uh, Gus Bradley obviously comes in with a reputation as being a strong defensive coach. Um, you know, he's got Monty Kiffin, uh, a guy that obviously was a big part of some of the best Bucks defenses they've ever had, uh, kind of working as a consultant. So it'll be interesting to see. I, I actually have fairly high expectations for the entire AFC South. I mean, a year ago, that was a, a dog of a division, and the Bucks were supposed to be so lucky to get four games against the AFC South last year, and they wound up, I don't know, what, two and two, one and three against those teams. If you look around that division, uh, obviously the Jaguars we mentioned with guys like Ramsey, like uh, Miles Jack, like uh, Dante Fowler, will be much improved and also just spend a ton of money in free agency. So they'll be improved. Houston Texans obviously had a good la- good team last year without a quarterback. Uh, Brock Osweiler, you'd have to think, is an upgrade on what they had at quarterback. Uh, you add to that already, uh, you know, I think the Titans are going to be much improved with the talent they've brought in around Marcus Mariota, whether it be DeMarcus Murray, whether it be Derrick Henry, uh, I think they'll be much improved as well in Tennessee. And then you have Indianapolis, which, you know, went without Andrew Luck for so much of last season. So across the board, I think that might be the most improved uh, division in the NFL. I would be very surprised if there's not uh, two playoff teams that come out of that division uh, with a a division champ and a wild card here in 2016. Want to get to the mailbag? Want to thank you guys for being so interactive. We're getting more and more uh, followers on Twitter, more and more interaction on Twitter. Emails coming in. Uh, if you want to send in a question for the mailbag as we're doing right now, uh, you can shoot me an email at lockedonbucks at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on Twitter. Uh, we do have a Twitter account just for this podcast at lockedonbucks. Uh, I think we're up to like 75 followers there. Uh, my goal, putting this out there on the podcast, is to get to 100 followers by that Jaguars game Saturday night. I think that's very reasonable. I think we can hit that. If you're not following the podcast already, uh, please do. Uh, thrilled to have you following my main account at Greg Almond, but uh, we'd like to get that audience built up, um, putting lots of links up there. We'll try and link to some of the other great NFL podcasts. I think we're up to 23, 24 NFL teams now uh, in terms of individual NFL podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. So really excited to see that uh, that great group of, of bloggers and podcasters and radio voices, uh, a little bit of everything in there. Uh, really filling out this locked-on lineup here this fall. Uh, our first question for the mailbag in terms of questions we got Wednesday that we want to answer here. Uh, first question comes from John B. He is at N2UNC. Maybe that's N2UNC. I don't know. But N2UNC on Twitter. Uh, John has a good question. wants to know if at any practices this year uh, we've seen any trick plays, any gadget plays. Uh, and the safe answer is yes, we have. Uh, I imagine John is looking for more than that. There was actually one today. Um, I'll tell you that we are fortunate in that the Bucks have allowed us to have full access to practice uh, every day so far. You know, in, in the past we've had maybe just the first half hour and then they're closed. And usually when you have that first half hour only, all you're really seeing is a lot of stretching, uh, a lot of warming up before practice, not a lot that gives you hints into uh, who's working with the ones, who's working with the twos, uh, not very telling at all. Uh, so we're very appreciative to have greater access right now, and, and they might very well clam up and shut things down as the regular season starts. But here in training camp, uh, has been really neat to be able to watch every minute of Bucks practice, um, and I try and take as full advantage of that as, as I can just to make it clear how much that means to me in terms of getting to understand this team, getting to know this team. There, there's kind of this unwritten rule that you don't, 
give away too much in terms of company uh, secrets, if you will. Um, so if I see a, a trick play, it, it's kind of understood that I'm not going to say, hey, by the way, the Bucks did exactly this, and this guy lined up here, and then he went over here, and then he threw it here. Um, they run fake field goals. They run fake punts like NFL, like every NFL team does. We're just trying to kind of respect the, uh, the trade secrets aspect of it and not saying things. But I will tell you rather vaguely uh, that in 11-on-11, 11 11, they ran a trick play in the goal line today. Uh, there were probably a select couple hundred of fans that might be hearing this that saw it and could go into greater detail. Uh, I will say the play was well defended and did not result in a score, uh, but it was neat to see. I, I'm the one that always likes uh, a little bit of uh, adventure with the play calling, a little bit of trickeration here and there. Uh, so I think we'll be more likely to see that with Dirk Cutter running the offense and not uh, yielding to Lovey Smith on, on play calls as he did last year in terms of uh, how aggressive and how bold and how creative he can be. Uh, that's probably not the answer John B. wanted, but uh, yes, I will say there are trick plays. Uh, and when you see them in the regular season, maybe I can talk a little bit more uh, about what set that up. Uh, Greg Robbins has a question off Twitter. Uh, wants to know if Donovan Smith and Ali Marpet are progressing well in their second year. Obviously, that's the two second-round picks on the offensive line from last season. Uh, Donovan Smith played every snap last year. Uh, Ali Marpet had done that at right guard until he got hurt uh, later in the season. You know, literally every time I have seen them out on the field, those two have been working with the first-string offensive line. So they are uh, inarguably starters on this line and, and guys that are, are definitely key cogs of this offense moving forward. Uh, there had been some criticism about Donovan Smith. I think uh, Pro Football Focus was not very high on him. Uh, I think they call it a blown block rate uh, that was fairly high for him. Um, but uh, Donovan Smith had been out uh, two practices with the flu was back today. I don't even know if I tweeted that out. I think I might have even forgotten to mention that in terms of the uh, injury updates we, we gave out during practice. But Donovan Smith was back today. Uh, Ali Marpet was working at right guard today. It's kind of neat. They had a session that was exclusively one-on-one offensive linemen on defensive linemen during practice today. Uh, there was a moment where uh, Marpet was fortunate enough to draw Malik Jackson uh, Malik is the guy that was with the Broncos and got a huge payday with the Jaguars, probably their biggest signing of the offseason. Um, and, and honestly, I, I thought Ali held his own very well. was kind of a stalemate in terms of uh, full contact, one-on-one pass rush drill. I uh, thought Ali looked good there. You know, we will know better as we see a couple more preseason games and get longer looks at this first-team offense. The big step forward that the offensive line took last year, as we've mentioned, was radically lowering the number of sacks. I think they went from maybe 51 sacks to 27 sacks or 23 sacks. I don't have the numbers in front of me. Uh, Took a huge step forward in in limiting sacks. What they did not do last year was limit the quarterback hits and the actual contact that Jameis Winston took. Uh, That's where they want to take a step forward, is, is being better about not putting him in a position to take a potentially serious injury. I think they benefited last year from uh, Winston just being a very elusive guy, a guy that wasn't easy to bring down. So he was hit over 100 times, uh, but only had a you know two dozen sacks to speak of from that. So I would tell you that I, I've been very pleased with what I've seen from Donovan Smith and Ali Marpet. Uh, you know, I think Dirk has talked about DeMar Dotson perhaps being their best offensive lineman at right tackle in camp. Um, center, as we mentioned, is still kind of a question mark between Evan Smith and Joe Hawley. Uh, and Kevin Pamphill, at least for the short term, is probably your answer 
at left guard. So that answers that question with Greg there. Um, one more question I want to get to, um, or at least dodge. Uh, Sean Lovegrove wanted to know Lovegrove, I suppose. Uh, Sean Lovegrove uh, wants to know how the Bucks secondary handled uh, those talented Jaguars receivers. Again, Allen Robinson, Allen Hearns, both really good guys that were in Mike Evans' draft class. Uh, put up a ton of touchdowns. Were a big reason why Blake Bortles had such a great uh, 35 touchdown sophomore year last year. I would be impressed if Blake Bortles can even match his stats from last season because it was just such a a huge leap forward in terms of him uh, being prolific with those passing touchdowns last year. Again, what happened is they're on the middle field, and I'm kind of stuck on the side or in the end zone, not able to watch things. I know uh, Brent Grimes uh, had a a really nice one-handed interception that looked sharp. Um, I can't say I saw that much in terms of video of those two Allens going up against the Bucks corners, uh, Bucks uh, cornerbacks. I, I will tell you that I will watch that very closely on Thursday morning, and I'll probably come back to that same question, Sean, uh, in Friday's podcast, and we'll get things there. So thank you guys very much. I want to wrap things up here because I'm already past the 20-minute mark. Uh, but again, uh, we'll have lots more to report from Jacksonville here uh, Thursday for Friday's podcast. Um, Friday will be a day off before Saturday night's game uh, back here in Jacksonville uh, for the second game of the preseason. But for now, uh, from this initial joint practice here in Jacksonville, I'm going to wrap things up. Thank you guys for listening very much. Uh, Thanks again to all of you that are listening and subscribing. We are on iTunes now. We're on Google Play. A bunch of the good places where you can find NFL podcasts uh, to listen to. We're coming to you every weekday here. Uh, Wrapping up episode 14. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, For the Tampa Bay Times and TampaBay.com, this is Greg Allman. Thanks again for listening to the Locked on Bucks podcast. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you... Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At MetroPCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to MetroPCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. MetroPCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.